Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So we've seen the Lightning in this position before, right? Down 2-0 in a series. They came back and won that one four in a row, I believe, against New York Rangers. Guess what? They have a chance. They're going to play at Amelie Arena tonight against the Colorado Avalanche. They trail that series 2-0 as well. Eh, Hold on now. Hold on. I was reading on Twitter. You said this series is over. I never said it was over. I said it would be a miraculous comeback. I'm sticking to that. Look up the word miraculous. It comes from, I think, the derivative of miracle, which is about what it would take only because, let me make this distinction. The New York Rangers, as good as they were, as well as they played, again, up 2-0, 2-0 in game three, and the Lightning came back, won that series. Yeah, they're not as good as Colorado, folks. Colorado is a Western Conference champion. The New York Rangers were not a conference champion. In fact, Tampa Bay won that series last time I checked. I know what my eyes see, Steve Ersnick. I, I'm, you know, I, I never declared the series over. Apparently, people think I'm supposed to put on the pom poms like the guys on the radio and wear the the jerseys and the hats and stuff. That's not what I do. Okay, so saying it would take a miraculous comeback after a seven to nothing pasting in Game Two, where they had no challenge whatsoever against Colorado. Um, I, I think this team is by far the best they've played, not just this year, but probably in the last three years during this run to three straight, straight Stanley Cup finals. And certainly they're better than either Dallas or Montreal, whom they beat to win the Cup. Listen, it you know, one game is what you're going to play tonight. You know, They're going to play one game in Emily Arena, and if they win it, we've got a series. It's two to one with another game at Emily Arena coming up on Wednesday night. However, what part... Now, you can go back to game one and you can say, okay, if we flip those and they play game one in Colorado and lose 7 to nothing, and it looks abysmal as it did, but then they come back in game two and they're down 3-1, but they come back, make it 3-3, could go either way, lose in overtime. Now you're thinking, okay, well, they're not that far off, right? Like, they're, they're really, really close. They could have taken game two. Let's see what happens in game three. But that's not the way it went. That's really not the way it went. And, you know, we've talked about how maybe momentum doesn't carry over from one game to the next um, in hockey in particular, especially when you're changing arenas and, you know, flying across the country and all that sort of thing. I just don't – I have not seen anything from the Lightning. We'll get into what we we have and haven't seen. But nothing nothing the Lightning have shown me to this point would indicate to me – um, that they're going to win four of the next five games. Uh, I, I just, I, I find that that would be, to me, again, just me talking, miraculous. Sorry if, they're, boy, there's a lot of Lightning fans out there. I, I appreciate that they all follow us, apparently, on Sports Day Tampa Bay. They listen to the podcast. But if you do listen to the podcast, we've been over backwards. I know I have to say, this is the greatest sports accomplishment in Tampa Bay history. Going to three straight Stanley Cup finals, all the, really going back before that, all the the um, you know the conference finals that they've been in, 
just just to do just to be where they are right now is unparalleled in Tampa Bay sports, and maybe for the next fifty years, who knows? Right? Unless Tom Brady goes and wins the Super Bowl this season, we'll see. Um, but gosh almighty, like snowflake anybody out there? Like, I mean, Colorado's really good, and they're playing really confident. And you know, not only are they good, they know they're good. And, and they're playing at such a high level that somehow, some way, the Lightning have to find a way to match that. I mean, you tell me, Steve. Do you, I mean, we, we know it's one game they got to play tonight. And if they win it, we have a series. No question about it. That's how it works in hockey. And, and the Lightning have certainly dug themselves out of holes like this before. I think this Colorado team is different to me. Well, we've talked about going into the series. This is the yeah. best team they have faced in three years in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't they are by far the best team. Now, what they don't have is a goalie. True. Except you have to get shots on a goalie. You have to get if shots. You, if you have a goalie who's not as good as let's go through the goalies they faced in the playoffs, from Igor Shesterkin to Jack Campbell to last year, you go back to uh Carey Price, you go, you know, go back through who they faced in the in the 3 years through this great playoff run. They've played yeah. some phenomenal goalies. Yeah. Darcy Kemper is not a phenomenal goalie. But you have to get put shots on him and get shots through. And Colorado is stopping everything right now. And the mm-hmm. eye test looks awful for the Lightning. Mm-hmm. But you win game three, and it's 2-1, it's a new series. Right. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is you only need to win one game in Colorado to win a series. That's true. You don't have home ice. It doesn't matter whether it's game one, two, five, or seven. That's true. If you can hold home ice. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you, everyone's going to talk about they did this against New York. True. But in New York, if you watch that last period of game two. Oh, they dominated the third period. They started to figure out what they had to do against New York. Absolutely. And then they turned it on after that. You saw no signs of that in game two against Colorado. And but, I think, to be fair, I think the Lightning, you know, they had two days off in Colorado after game one because mm-hmm. of a quirk of the schedule in the NBA Finals and all of that. I'm pretty sure they knew what they had to do. I'm pretty sure they worked on it in practice. They know they took a day off, but, I'm, you know, it's not as if they hadn't been on the ice with Colorado. It was a close game. They, they gave up some early goals, power play goal or five on three, whatever. Uh, they lose, you know, in overtime. That could have gone either way. But I'm pretty sure that Cooper and his staff and, and the players said, okay, we've been on the ice with these guys. Here's what we have to do. And then they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever that thing was, whatever that structure is that they were trying to get to, they weren't able to accomplish it. And, and they got beat in a glaring way. Like, they didn't just get beat. They got hammered. Seven to nothing could have been ten to nothing if not for Andre Vasilevsky, who I thought for a minute maybe they would take him out in the third period just to say to the rest of the guys, look, we're not going to hang this guy out to dry. It's your fault. You figure it out. But that's not what Cooper wanted to do. It's the playoffs. I get it. Even even the you know uh, the, the commentators on ESPN um, you know said that they wouldn't take him out either because then you're kind of mm-hmm. sending up a flare to you know to Colorado that you got us. You know that we're we're giving up. Um, and, and you know, okay, so he stayed in for seven goals, but you know, there's just not been really any moments. And and I will say this too, though, and, and this is what this is. You know, I'm going to kind of go back on miraculous here. I still say I still stand by miraculous. However, you know, if if they don't come out and have a really bad roughing penalty 
right? That puts them in the box and, and in the hole one to nothing to start the game. Maybe the whole game is different, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think about that, Steve? Oh, you ever think here, if McDonough doesn't have that roughing penalty and they're not chasing the score and they're not you know, on their heels, and there was only a couple seconds left in that power play. They're about to get out of it and get a little momentum, maybe a little hop from that. But just the fact that that was a, that was a dumb, dumb thing mm-hmm. to do. It was a selfish act by a veteran player that knows better. And you know they talked about, let's not give these guys any help. They don't need help scoring goals. Um, you normally you don't are. see that penalty called in the playoffs. Do really? I think it was a penalty? Yes, he hit him late. He checked him okay. late in the boards. So they let that go most of the time? Usually. I mean, it was away from the play. They generally do. But but you can't put the referee in a position to make that call if you're McDonough. You're a minute exactly. one into this game. Right, right. When I'm sure it's been drilled in their head, hey, guys, let's stay out of the box, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's been drilled in their heads. I mean, game one, looking back now, you really wish you had stolen game one. Sure. Colorado was the better team. But you came back and tied that game and forced oh, overtime. Oh, you had it, yeah. And and Pat Maroon had a shot to win it, even coming out of the box right at the he beginning did. of overtime. Mm-hmm. And, and it you know it went over a stick. You really wish you could have stolen that game now. Looking at what game two was, yes. But if you the commonalities between game one and two is the Avalanche got goal two goals in the first ten minutes of the game in both of them. Yes, you have to stop their onslaught at first. You can't. You know, part of the problem is the Lightning were chasing the game all in game one, mm-hmm. and they were chasing it again in game two. Yep. When you chase the game in the playoffs, particularly a multi goal lead, it's hard. Mm-hmm. You got to stop Colorado's surge at the beginning. Whatever it takes tonight in game three, the Lightning have to stop that surge so they can get settled in the game. Right. Or be nice if you score a goal to yourself early. But at worst well, case, I, just keep them off the scoreboard the first 10 minutes. You're right. You get through that that immediate push. But you're right. I mean, I don't know what the stats are. I'm sure we can look them up. But, I mean, scoring the first goal certainly helps. You know, it certainly calms some things down because you don't feel like you're chasing that score the whole time. And I know they tied it up and, you know, they're down 3-1 and so they have the ability to come back. But it, it just seems like, you know, it seems like every shift is a power play. Listen, when and, and credit – Colorado too for <laughs> I mean for as much time as they spent in their own zone and as many shots as they got on goal they also did a pretty good job for checking and keeping Tampa Bay from doing anything those shots weren't made because a they didn't have any zone time and b when they did Colorado shut them down I mean how does Nikita Kucherov I'm still trying to figure this out am I right about this he didn't have a shot in game two not a shot on goal a shot on net he did not have one <laughs> I mean Wow, like almost impossible. Now that's miraculous. You want to talk about miraculous? Mm-hmm. Tell some tell tell some hockey team. Hey, we're going to play three periods. We're going to play sixty minutes, and that guy, the one of the best playmakers on earth, and I know like Phil would like to see him shoot more, is not going to get a shot. None. Well, we only had twenty nine shot attempts as a team. True, as a team, right? In but 60 he got zero. Minutes. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. but. But 29 shot attempts, that means less than one every two minutes. That's a joke, yeah. That is not winning hockey, period. I don't care who mm. your goalie is. No. And we'll get to Vasilevsky in a minute, as you, you brought up, should they have pulled yeah. him or not. But the Lightning have to figure out how to stop that onslaught early. Now, will Colorado come out with as much jump in game three without the home crowd behind them? 
we'll see. I mean, that, that building was loud. Oh, yeah. I can times. tell you. I mean, that, that building and, 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 you know, it propelled a lot of that and it fueled a lot of that. And, of course, when you start scoring goals, it just becomes louder. Right. And that helped. But, the, you know, if the Lightning, the Lightning just need to figure out how to stop that onslaught early, just hang in the game or to, or be nice if they got a goal or two early, like I said. Well, yeah, make it a game. Yeah. You know, make Colorado play from behind. behind. And make Colorado right. play from behind. Right, sure. Let them you know. chase it for a while. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And starts are, and that's why, look, it, it, this may not be true in hockey. I know it is in other sports. I think it's true in football um, anyway. And that is, you know, games have momentum. Yes. You know, I think seasons have momentum. I know when they play as many games as they do in the NHL, it might not feel like it. Same thing is true with baseball. But certainly, certainly games have momentum. And when you, when you start games, remember, this is the best team in hockey other than the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like, there's only two of you standing, okay? So they, they were great all year. They, mm-hmm. they damn near won you know, the President's Trophy or whatever because they were right there with Florida in terms of points. They score a million goals. They've only am I right about this? They've only lost two games in the playoffs this year. They're fourteen and two. Fourteen and two. They swept. Holy cow! Na- St. Louis Nashville. beat them twice. Yeah, Na- St. Louis beat them twice, and then Bennington got hurt, and that series was over. St. Louis had a shot to beat Colorado. They did, yeah, until they lost their goalie, and then they swept Edmonton, and now they've won the first two against Tampa Bay. So fourteen and two this playoffs. Fourteen and two in the postseason, folks. This is not an accident. This is a great, great hockey team that is playing at a level. That no one has been able to really match. No one. You know? I remember the 8-6 game that they had against Edmonton or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they can they can score in bunches. And, and again, goaltending, you would think, that's what we talked about when the series started. You know, that the Lightning should have an advantage in that. I think I saw a stat the other day where Andre Vasilevsky has given up three goals in the first period. Uh, twice in this playoffs, and that's the only two times in his career in the playoffs he's done that, right? And I only I don't think it's it hasn't been done in quite a long time. Like like that's a rare stat. Like mm-hmm. not you you know all goaltenders they right. don't normally give up three goals in the first period of any playoff game, let alone do it twice in one postseason. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, and I'm not putting it all on you know on McDonough, but I mean you can't you can't have that penalty, and if you don't. Maybe they weather that storm. I mean, they're about to, to kill off that power play as it was for you, and then they give up the goal. But once they gave it up, man, everything changes, man. Well, that it was just, the other thing. You were just a few seconds away from killing oh, that penalty. I know. And it was a beautiful play. A beautiful play. Oh, yeah, play. it was textbook. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing Vassy could have done. Um, do I think he's played his best? No. I don't think so. I don't, no, I, I think mean, some of those breakaways – he normally stops more of those than he, he is in this series so far. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. put those on him. Those are world-class shooters on the, the best team in hockey, potentially, and, and and those are great shots. But he's usually better at stopping more of those than he's not. Right. And you can usually – I don't – I mean, you watch more games than I do, Steve, but I, I can you can usually tell when he's on early. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it, it's pretty evident early whether he's seeing it well – uh, whether he's on top of his game. I'm not an expert on goalie by any means, but it sure seems like he's caught leaning a lot this series. Mm-hmm. Like he's mm-hmm. either guessing or anticipating something, and, and maybe they've changed up with it. I mean, you know, the other part of playing a Western Conference team is you don't see these guys all the time. Correct. You see them twice a year. Yep. It's not like in your conference where you see them three or four and then the playoffs and, and repeatedly. 
Mm-hmm. And and you know one of the other things, and, and not with Vazzy, but they run a different penalty kill system than the Lightning are used to seeing too. And their power play is struggling against the Avalanche's penalty kill. And they they run it differently than most of the teams that the Lightning face. And it's mm-hmm. an adjustment they have to make. And they haven't they haven't found the right way to adjust yet. Can you know? Can they figure that out for tonight in Game Three? We'll see. I mean, you know, that's. The Lightning have a. If you go back through the history, they have. They tend to get better as series goes on. They figure things out. Now, like I said, in the New York series, you could tell midway through the second period, late second period, by the third period, they had figured out what they need to do against New York. Right. They didn't win that game, but you could tell that they had found. Some, they had figured it out. Made the adjustments. You haven't seen any adjustments yet that have worked against Colorado. Now. You know, maybe they they maybe they figure some stuff out late in game three, but you know, by by the time it's five nothing, six nothing, seven nothing late, you, it's you nothing know, you can do at that. I point. I mean, you know, maybe you're figuring some things out, but you're you know, the game's not you're not coming back in that. You know that, and then that leads you to you know, should you have pulled Vazzy? And I was I was I had the chance to watch the game with Bobby the Chief Taylor, who played goalie, of course, as you know. And I said I would have pulled. Vazzy at the end of the second period. I wouldn't have done it during the, the period. Because, you know, and as he, right. as he correctly said, or, you know, as he says, you don't do it in the middle because that points the f- finger at the goalie. Yeah. He says, you could do it in the intermission. I said, I would just to rest Vazzy. Because mm-hmm. you know he's, gonna, he's coming back for game three. Everybody knows it in that room. Vazzy knows it. Right. And Chief says, I know you think that. He says, but that's not the way a goalie thinks. The goalie thinks it's five nothing now. If I'm not in there, it's going to get worse. I can stop could, it. Could I'm not going to let the yeah. next one in. Yeah. And that's the way a goalie thinks. And yanking him there could have hurt Vazzy's confidence. I said, really, after everything Vazzy's done and as good as he is, his confidence is going to be shaken by this because you don't understand goalies. Mm. He says they just they think differently. It's I have to be in there to stop the next one. Yeah. Well, I also I also think that you know that's their guys right like and i had this conversation in uh, about quarterbacks too um you know i remember game Jameis winston with bruce arians where he was throwing you know they, they were behind by mm-hmm. 30 <laughs> in arizona i think maybe dirk cutter was the quarterback or was the coach then i don't i don't really know i think he was and and marians may have coached the cardinals but they're getting the, they're getting the hell beat out of him and he's taking a beating he's throwing it 50 times a game and he's still in there chucking it in the fourth quarter. And we were like, why in God's name would you keep the quarterback in when he's your franchise and you're down by 30 in, with two minutes to play and you're dropping back and he's taking sacks? And both the quarterback and Cutter, I think, said, you don't understand. You know, that's his guys. He's going down mm-hmm. with them. Oh, yeah. You know I, mean, I mean, Bazzi like, wouldn't want to come out. No. And, and that's what Cooper said. Cooper said, look, even if I were inclined to take him out, he wouldn't have let me take him out. He wasn't coming off that ice. And the only reason I would have taken him out, and maybe I may have changed my mind after that conversation with Chief, it was purely the rest. It wasn't. I don't give a crap about his well, stats. And, what if he gets if hurt? He what if he gets goal. hurt? Well, I, I don't. You can't play scared of hurt. I, I'm more worried. Yeah, but about, if, if, at five, six, nothing. Yeah, I'm I mean, just more just knowing how much hockey this team has played. He has played for mm-hmm. the last three years. The right. altitude there, everything else. Yeah, you need him to be at his best on Game Three, right? You could have sat him for twenty minutes. That's that's my thinking. 
going into it. it purely but whatever happened, maybe this is regular season mentality, but whatever happened to the idea that, we, hey, look, we pull the goaltender to tell everybody else you suck. Like, you're not going to beat up our guy if you're not going to play in front of him. I, I think there's some of that, although it's not like the Lightning didn't know they sucked that night. <laughs> true. <laughs> I mean, true. they can look, uh, and, and, and when they watch the tape, you know, Sunday morning, Right, they saw how bad they sucked. I mean, they know. Right, I mean they were they were they know as it's happening. I, yeah. yeah, I mean that that wasn't like, you know, we made a couple mistakes and ended up in our net. That was like everything was going wrong. Right, I mean, that, shorthanded goals. I mean, I was trying to think back. When's the last time the Lightning looked that bad in a game? I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, I, did Columbus ever do them like that? I I really don't know. I mean, those I, games I weren't. I mean. They played poorly, absolutely, yeah. but but I mean, they just it was like Colorado's running circles around them. I haven't seen it in the postseason. Let's put it that no, way. No, definitely not that. Not you know, I, I, you know, I was trying to. I mean, there's been a couple games. I remember one in Arizona a few years ago. Louis Domingue was in net, mm-hmm. and it was like seven to one, and it was the end yeah. of a a five game West Coast trip. Right, I think right, it was a right. back to back. Yeah, it was they were in it, Vegas it was. the night before yeah. Arizona yeah, that night. Yeah, I remember just, that. And it mm-hmm. was, and I think Andre Palat got hurt that trip, and somebody else got hurt, and it was just, you could tell it was just we want to get out of here. But I mean, that's a regular season game, and you have those. But I, you know, it just it was shocking how, not that they got beat. I mean, Colorado's a really good team, and, and Colorado's more than capable of, of of winning this series. But it was just how how f- much faster they looked and how much more composed they looked. Yeah, I, I think that's – you said it. I think the key is their speed. I don't think they have an answer for their speed. You know, well, it, 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 I mean, there's only so much you can do, right, yeah, to try I, to neutralize some of that. Well, and I that's on both sides of the ice, not just on offense. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you can do some things to try to slow them down. Let's, you know, start there. But then also, when you have the puck, they're not giving you any space – any time, right? Like it's obvious that you know they're just they're just right. faster, and they're playing at such a high level. Like it doesn't seem like any pass they make is ever errant. Like I watched the Lightning try to come out of their zone a few times. It seems like every other time the pass is just off his stick, or it's just behind him. The Lightning's never... gaps were off, and what I mean by gaps is the space between the forwards and the defensemen. Right, right. They were spread out too far. Which allowed Colorado to gain speed in the neutral zone, which then meant Tampa Bay's blue line is backing up at the blue line. They're not holding on their heels, right? They're not standing them up at the blue line. Watch yeah. Colorado; they don't back up at that blue line. Matter of fact, they're they're almost stopping you at the red line. Yeah, and, and when and, Tampa's good, they do it. Right. Well, and exactly, and and they that's how you negate the speed is you, you you've got to have your unit together to not Planted. give them space. Right, when your forwards mm-hmm. are up too far and got several times they got caught three forwards caught. way up the ice. Mm-hmm. You then you give them chance for speed because those two defensemen can't stop three. Yeah, you got to back up at that point, and so yeah. it, it's the it, it's not just the forward group, but the forward group is getting too far away from the defensive. The gaps are not there. You hear mm-hmm. the players talk about gaps all the time, and I don't know if everyone understands what that means. Right. But when when your your team's too spread out, now you give them lots of space, speed, which speed allows them to get speed and make passes because there's tons of space. Right. If you're right. if you have a better gap, if your team is together, whether up ice, down back ice, wherever, you kind of have to go together, forward, backwards, etc. That's mm-hmm. how you prevent that space, which allows them to gain speed. That's 
you're going to have to figure out how to keep your gaps so that they don't have the space to either complete good passes, clean passes, or to get that speed through the newsroom because the defense has to back up because there's not enough of them. Yeah, I mean, time and space is something that Colorado has had plenty of, and the Lightning have had none of it. And consequently, they're not getting any shots. There's too much zone time, and Vassie, you know, uh, is facing way too many good scoring chances. I mean, some odd man rushes, um, you know, some one-on-nones, shorthanded goal. I mean, you know, you name it. And, you know, the abs have, have, have peppered them. They really have. While, while keeping guys like Stamkos and Kucherov and, you know, point to this to this stage kind of off the board, like just completely negating whatever those guys have done up to this point. It's a really good Colorado team. And, and listen, w- you know, start with the fact that the Lightning are trying to do something that hasn't been done in 40-something. You already accomplished it by going to three Stanley Cup finals. Um, you know, again, if game one goes differently, like you said, if they stole game one, that was their opportunity, then it wouldn't have mattered. Really, I don't think people would be, least of all me, saying it would be miraculous if this series was, even if they lost 7 to nothing in game two. You know, if they managed to win that overtime game and the series is 1-1, you're like, mission accomplished, man. Mm-hmm. You know? Good, good on you guys. Now you can come home, take control of the series at home. Amelie will be lit. It, there will be, you know, I think as much enthusiasm, hopefully, uh, you know, for uh, for the Lightning coming home, and they'll have to feed off that energy because it's a it's a big part of pro sports. Uh, it'll feel good for them to sleep in their own beds, not at altitude. I mean, all that stuff. They were out you know, there for sort of, six days too, which is I weird. know it's a long and it, it is weird, right? I mean. It, you know, days in between, too many days in between the game, on the road. You know, you had a day off, you didn't practice. Like, you know, it's just everything kind of fell out of rhythm there for them. But they're going to be back, you know, for a couple games here. We'll see. I still say, they pull this off. It will by far be their greatest accomplishment of the three. Um, you know, I know the bubble was it had its own set of circumstances, which was remarkable mm-hmm. in and of itself during a pandemic year then a shortened season or a shortened off season because of the length of that season. And then, you know, to win it again a year ago over the Canadians, remarkable, unbelievable, all the four letter words that Jim Rohn uses. Um, but four letter, four syllable words, I should say, but this would, this would be the creme de la creme. I mean, you, you take out this abs team as well as they're playing down to, Oh, you know, forget the Rangers. I mean, <laughs> You know, these guys have it over them and then some. And the Rangers are very, very good. But at no point have I have have I felt that, and you apparently have felt, that they've really gotten any kind of a beat on these guys, you know. And, and I think it could just be as simple as get a lead, get a goal, score mm-hmm. first. Let the air out of, you know what I mean? Just whew, exhale. Get right? some just, offensive zone time early. Yeah, yeah. A couple get shifts in a row. Going, where you get, a couple you know, good shifts. A yeah. couple shots on net. And, mm-hmm. and just just keep some of that possession. Make them play some defense. Sure. Put Let some them. put some shots on Darcy Kemper. Yeah. You know what Cooper said after game one was that he felt the pace that the that the abs had that they was eventually going to catch him. That that was they they couldn't maintain it. Well, so they did for two games. They have for two <laughs> games. May, well, and to your point, maybe if you make them play a little defense for a while, mm-hmm. maybe those legs do get heavy. Well, that's you know? what they did to New York. I mean, New York was spent the first 
game and a half of that series in, in the Lightning's offensive zone the whole time. And then it was 200 feet every possession. Once the Lightning figured out how to get the puck behind them and, and make them work 200 feet, it was a whole different yep. series. It really was. And that's how you slow them down. I think that's the structure that has worked for the Lightning in the past. And, you know, they got to put it together. I mean, they you seriously, I mean, if you miraculous is one word that I've used after watching them get beat 7 to nothing and be down 2-0. They go down 3-0, I, I might throw the impossible word up there because I just don't think you're going to win four in a row against this team, including two in Colorado. Well, here's the thing now, and, and why games one and two, or games three and four are probably as close to must-wins as you can get. If you can hold home ice and win your three home games, you only have to win one game in Colorado. Just one, that's right. But if you lose that's a home right. game, now you got to win two in Colorado to win the series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the Lightning... It's not a must win tonight because until you're until you're an elimination game, until it's they not got a must four, win. right? Sure. But we saw how hard it was for them to win in Colorado the first two games. Granted, they had a shot in game one, and that's the one you wish you could have somehow stolen, even though the, the Avalanche deserved that win. Yeah, you took it to overtime and had a shot. That was right there, man. It was right there. And if you could have stolen that game, you'd feel a whole lot different about this series, even losing seven to nothing in game two. Absolutely, absolutely. But now you've got to hold home ice because you don't want to have to be forced to win games five and seven in Colorado because you lost a home game. Right. Right. Well, I mean, this this is a, you know, this this is the pivotal game. A lot of people say, you know, that, that the series doesn't begin until somebody, you know, loses a home game. Um, the lightning hold serve here, it's 2-2, mm-hmm. you know. But they got to get one before they can get any. And, and, and I just think they, you know, they they got to show some improvement and some solutions, and I think a good start will do that. Not not getting in the box early, not giving them any extra uh, opportunities because they don't need them. They don't need your help, that's for sure. They've taken advantage of those, and so you know, start with that. Like a couple stats for you. Some one's good, one's not so good, but. Uh... This is the first time since 1976 that a team has gone up 2 nothing on the defending champs in the Stanley Cup final. Hmm. It's the fourth time, or there's four times in the past history. First in 76. Mm-hmm. Three of those four went on to win the title. Which means once a, team, a defending champ was down 0-2 in the Stanley Cup final and won it. And came back. I don't know yeah. which team it was, but it's been a long time ago. Right. So you're telling me there's a chance. Uh, there's a, look. There's always a chance. The odds are definitely against them. Like I said, miraculous. You know, miracle. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that the hockey movie with uh, the Olympic team? Yes, but, miracle on ice. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of what I mean. Honest to God, if you think the boat parade was big before, if they do this, if they do <laughs> Colorado like they did New York, which is what we're talking about, I mean, you know, they should have one every day for a week or a month or whatever it would take. I don't know, but. It, it, it's it's a remarkable run that they're on, that they've gotten this far three years in a row, that they've won two Stanley Cups. The series isn't over. The Avs have not won four games. All of that is true. And let me do let me do this one more time for those that listen to the podcast and still don't get um, my job. Uh, somebody said, some of the tweets were really funny, actually. Let's see if I can read one. One guy, one guy just doesn't understand why am I against Tampa Bay sports in general? And which is kind of funny, you know, because. Well, this gets I've back covered. to this gets back to there's a couple of things. One, there's a lot of fanboy media now. 
Yes. And your job as a beat reporter, reporter for the Tampa Bay Times, is to write stories and tell and, and inform talk about them readers, on the podcast, readers and listeners about what's going on with their teams. You always, as you say, you root for a good story. I love a good story. I think the now, Lightning are a great story. Generally, right winning is a good story. Absolutely. And so winning is very good for business usually. Good for business, yeah. We don't root against we don't root against good stories. Trust mm, trust no. me. Now, sometimes losing can be a good story. Fantastic. I I, I actually kind of major in losing cuz yes. I cover the Bucks. Well, yeah, and there's been a lot of those years. Mm-hmm. When you get stories like MRSA and all kinds of other things oh, that yeah. go on. Five coaching that, changes like in said, 10 years. Yeah, I mean, you don't yeah. root for that stuff, but No, but it's it's news. Some of the most newsier years involves mm-hmm. Changes in the franchise, you know, trying to win, new quarterbacks, all that. But the reason that your job is to not have a rooting interest, so for people who may not understand, is that you can objectively cover a team and analyze a team in the stories and the impact. I'm not emotionally involved, right? right. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things. And people don't get that. I mean, I grew up in St. Petersburg. Um, you know, it's not as if. We didn't have any professional sports teams when I was growing up until the the Bucks got here in '76. Um, so I had a couple years when I was still young, you know, to to try to root for them. But they were 0 and 26 to start their franchise. But you know, it's just this idea that, and no one really picked up on what I was saying. I wasn't saying that they couldn't come back or they wouldn't. I said it would be miraculous because of what I was watching. It's just like you know, respect the hell out of you, but confused about your tweets last night. Majority of your following are Tampa fans. It seems like you wanted to poke us at a very low time. What is there to gain? Um, You're giving no. your analysis on the game. I'm on Twitter a lot, like I and I, and we and I don't exclusively talk about the Bucks because of this podcast. We talk about all sports. I feel like I have, you know, the right to say whatever I want to say whenever I want to say it. And maybe people may give it more weight because I work for the Tampa Bay Times. I don't cover hockey. I'm not interviewing John Cooper. Um, you know, we got Eduardo Encino, who, by the way, healing vibes to him. He's out of ICU. He had a serious uh, uh, condition there that uh, he was able to overcome, and uh, we hope to see him tonight, as a matter of fact. Uh, hopefully, if he gets back, I really don't know if he's going to work or not. But, yeah, guys, you know, him and Mary and um, John Romano, who was out in Denver, or columnist, you know, those are the guys that are doing it night in and night out. I, I've covered the Rays. I've covered the Bucks. obviously. I haven't done any Lightning games. But we talk about them, and we're going to talk about them. My two, my two girls are huge Lightning fans, and I enjoy watching them get excited when the Lightning are playing well. But it's as, as a dad, it's not, you know, I don't put on my Lightning hat and jersey like they do on the radio every morning. I don't, that's just not what I do. And, and I think people get confused. And so when you say something that's maybe not, you know, rah-rah, going for, you know, way to go team, Awesome, isn't it? Let's let's go get you know. Be like if we ended the podcast, they're like, uh, "Go get them, lightning!" You know, let's go bolts. Like that's what you hear. And I think the lines are blurred, blurred because there's so many bloggers who are fan bloggers who are fan websites, you know, and we share the same space with them. And I think people don't understand the difference. And and that's fine if you don't care to really fet that out. But like at the end of the day. Um, you know, I, I understand why fans are emotionally attached to every little thing that's out there on social media about their team because, boy, you don't, you know, Mike Wilbon, you know, got, you know, <laughs> it was like a crusade against the guy because he said uh, people were waiting for SEC football, which, by the way, they are. 
in in the state of Florida. Uh, he missed the hockey rep. How good of a hockey town it is for sure. Um, but everybody got so offended by that. And you know, it's it's just interesting to me that you know enjoy it, folks. I mean, yeah, it's painful. I get it. Like no one wants to see your team go out there and get hammered seven to nothing. I mean, that's not fun. And then here comes some guy. Oh, I think it'd be a miracle if they ended up winning this series. I, I do. You know, I think it'd be the greatest story ever. And so if they pull it off, uh, you know, hell, we'll probably write another book about it at the Tampa Bay Times and, you know, sell a, a whole bunch of copies. So it's not bad for business. Um, but if they do this with this group this year against that team, which what I'm seeing, this team's better than the Rangers. Their goaltending's not, but it doesn't matter if you don't get any shots. They're not letting the Lightning do anything that they want to do. And they spent two days out there in Colorado trying to figure it out. And you know what? They didn't get any of it done. They didn't accomplish any of the things they talked about. I promise you they didn't. So, yeah, good start tonight. Um, Maybe a goal. Maybe not have to chase the game. The crowd will get into it. Keep them alive as long as you can, which means trying to maintain the lead. And you could be looking at a 2-1 by the end of the night. And then we got a series. And that's what all that's all anybody really wants, right? Like I don't think other than Colorado fans, I don't think anybody wants to see, you know, a four oh sweep by either team. You know, you want to see a good series, six, seven games, that kind of stuff. And there's nothing like a game seven and you know, for a major championship. I mean, that's awesome. So we'll see. We'll see if they're able to bounce back. So just like Tampa Bay Lightning fans need to cool off a little bit, well, you better be careful because you don't want to suffer this summer with your old AC system. That's right. Call our friends at Air Rescue. Air Rescue offers superior service, and they just have unbeatable prices. Look, your air conditioning unit, that's going to perform 30% better. It's going to last longer with just regular maintenance by Air Rescue. They have an award-winning team that delivers 24 hours. In fact, they have emergency service 24-7. If you've ever been without your air conditioning, you know how important that is here in Florida. 100% satisfaction guaranteed uh, for you know, all kinds of residential installation and repairs. It's a family-owned business over 75 years uh, doing this. Air Rescue also offers 100% financing. Sometimes you might not have the money. No problem. Affordable payments and a very, very easy application process with no administrative bank fees or any other kind of costs with that financing. So call our friends at Air Rescue at 813-612-5600 or go to airrescueflorida.com. For all your air conditioning needs, it's Air Rescue. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'll tell you one team that doesn't need to cool off, and that's the Rays Bats. Whew. I know. Uh, I'm worried about the Rays a little bit. Not not only because I think, uh, and I, the Yankees lost, so I think they're still, what, 13 and a half games out of first place, the Rays are. At this point, don't worry about the Yankees. Yeah. I they're think on, the they're Yankees, on a pace for 120, 120 wins. wins. 100, it was 122 yeah. going into Sunday. They lost Sunday, so maybe it's 120, 121. 
Yeah, they got 49 wins already. Right now, mm-hmm. it's about finding your game, finding a, an offense. I mean, your pitching is still pitching lights out. I mean, Saturday was a seven-six yeah. game, and you actually scored some runs. Right. But but the Yankee series and the Orioles, for the most part, I mean, you're not hitting the ball at all. No. And granted, I know you're without Brandon Lau. I know you're without Wander Franco. Right. Zanino's not in there. Not that he's added much, but you hope for some pop. Well, a year ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but you gotta you've got to be able to score. So they're running themselves out of innings. This whole trip, it's how many times they get thrown out stealing? The next guy hits a hit that would have put him home. Yeah, worst base running team in, in majors. Yeah, it's 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 just like they can't catch a break right now, and it's. I don't. It's know, I don't know where you see the end in sight because it's like you're just not seeing good at bats overall. You're. I don't. I well, mean, that's not. Let's be honest. That's not a major league lineup that they're putting out there every day. I mean, there's nothing Kevin Cash can do. He has to write the names down on the scorecard mm-hmm. that he has, on, on the lineup card that he has, right? But your Vidal Brujans and and you know some of these guys that they're running out there, and actually he had some hits, but uh, in some games they have it. I mean, look, they out hit the Orioles on Sunday. They lost two to one, a really well pitched game. They left guys on base all over the place. They couldn't get the big hit. And credit the Orioles too, made some some really clutch plays. Uh, they played great defense. They played kind of the way the Rays usually play. Um, so it was a two to one game, but that is not a major league lineup that they're throwing out there every day. Too many guys are hurt. They've got to get Wander Franco back soon. Well, he's on they rehab really, now. Their hope is back Friday or Saturday. Well, that's going to be key for him. And unfortunately, here come the Yankees. You know, for a series at Tropicana. Um, but when you when you lose, you know, uh, a couple series to the Baltimore Orioles, who are not all that bad anymore, but uh, last place in the AL East. Uh, and you can't, you just, you know, Taylor Walls is not hitting. I mean, there are guys up and down that lineup. The catching situation you mentioned, um, you know, Randy Rosarena can't carry them. Um, you know, Manuel Margot is probably hitting as well as anybody in the lineup right now, but it's not enough. He left some guys on base. I mean, it's just everything isn't really, you know, other than the pitching, which has been, and that's sort of the sadness of it is that their pitching has been phenomenal. Their defense let them down in this road trip with some drop fly balls that we mm-hmm. saw. Uh, so that's been a problem. You know, they can't, they can't make the plays when they're there to be made. Uh, and it's just, it doesn't look good. You know, like you, you can't go into a, into a game or a series thinking that this team is going to score more than two or three runs any night. And that puts a hell of a lot of pressure on your bullpen, on your starting pitching, all of that. And really they pitched as well against the Yankees as they had any team this year. Uh, I think, you know, all of eight runs were scored against them in three games. Yeah, I think, uh, uh, what, five of those were unearned. Five were unearned, right. So, I mean, you go through a three-game series allowing about two runs a game, you should win probably two or three of those games. Mm-hmm. So it hasn't happened. Um, it, you know, I saw where they're going to expand the roster, rosters a little bit, Major League yeah. Baseball. Their last um, their, Four of their five last five losses, they gave up two runs, two runs, one run, two runs. That's stupid, man. And the other one in there was four runs, which I mean, isn't isn't awful. It's not bad, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. and they're, those you are should, all losses. Yeah, it makes no sense. I mean, it makes sense because you can't hit. I mean that that's obviously the glaring error of, of 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 the Rays right now is they just can't swing the bats, and they've always been offensively challenged going you know way back with the smaller payroll and this and that. Um, but man, they just the, the key parts of their lineup aren't there right now. Two and seven and, on the road trip. Yeah, it was a it was a bad one. And then you get like I said, oh no problem, we're home. Cool. Who are we playing? Oh, the Yankees. <laughs> so uh, 
you know, they're, the way they're going, it, it's it's going to be, there's going to be, a, you know, obviously a ton of Yankee fans who love to come out at Tropicana when the Yankees are winning, uh, especially. So they're going to have to grind some things out and try to get back, you know, try to firm their, their place up in, in the postseason standings. Um, you know, it, it's it's getting away from them a little bit right now. And, you know, the guys they have are the guys they have. I mean, it, it's just nothing good you can say about it. I don't know what Kevin Cash can do because he's playing everybody that he has on his roster um, and they're pitching well. It's just not happening for him. So, you know, hopefully uh, they can get that going and, and, and straighten it out for Rays fans who uh, are looking at a, uh, you know, a pretty long summer if things don't change quickly here because it's definitely headed in the wrong direction right now. Um Anyway, Baltimore, you know, they've got they're actually settling down a little bit. They didn't score a lot of runs either, but they're they're starting to find some good position players and um when they get pitching, you know, but usually Baltimore's been a place where the Rays have scored a lot of runs. It's a friendly ballpark to hit in, especially in right field. And they just couldn't get anything going with men in scoring position. And like you said, they ran themselves out of some tough innings too. But the Orioles flashed the leather and, and kind of beat the Rays at their own game. So maybe being at home will get them you know, get them turned around. And uh, what's happening to Tampa Bay, man? Start starting to fall apart at the seams here. Get a team in the Stanley Cup down 2-0. Uh, the Lightning could do a lot for the for the mood of the uh, of the sports world down here. Uh, and maybe I should just stay off Twitter, and that would help too. But um, <laughs> we'll we'll see we'll see where we're headed with that. Uh, the Bucks are off. I, I hope you guys, by the way, had a good Father's Day. I I, I hope you had one as well, Steve. I got to. Uh, really do nothing, which is what I wanted to do. Took the bike ride in the morning, a little breakfast in, in, in mid-morning, and then it was sort of binge-watching with my girls, Stranger Things. Have you watched this franchise at all? I have not. My wife has. I have not. Oh, had. my gosh. I'm going to have nightmares. Seriously, I am. Um, it, it's kind of a... It, what I love about it is it's it's a, an 80s-based, um, mm-hmm. you know, sort of, for lack of a better term, horror series. <laughs> when I... Um, monster series, if you will, uh, and so I love I love the uh, the retro eighty stuff from the music to you know life in the shopping malls and you know just how how it was a simpler time back then in many ways in Indiana, but uh, uh, but man, uh, yeah, just kind of a I don't know how to kind of alien meets zombies meets uh, it's just weird it's just. But you can't stop watching it, and the kids are great. You know, the cast is great, and um, yeah, so you get on Netflix, man, and you're like, okay, what's the next one? Okay, what's the next one? So I'm up through season three. Don't tell me what happens because my, my kids are all the way through season four, and they're waiting on, I guess, season five or whatever the end of the of the series may drop sometime in July. So anyway, uh, I'll be here all week with Steve, uh, or most of the week. I'm going on vacation later. Uh, I was going to say you're leaving me. Yeah, I'm leaving you. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna leave you probably Wednesday. I probably won't be talking about Wednesday's game, um, but we're gonna have our mailbag segment this week. If you get that, and you got plenty of answers for you, all your questions, submit those. You can do that now if you want to, or you uh, gotten some already. You can wait if you want to see the outcome of tonight's game. But uh, you can do that by reaching us on Twitter at SportsDayTV. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Many of you have that, by the way. I'm pleased that uh, you were able to demonstrate to me that there's plenty of emails out there coming my way. Uh, Let's see if the Lightning have a miraculous comeback in them tonight in Game 3. And if they do, 
Uh, we'll be talking about it uh, right here on Sports Day Tampa Bay. Thanks for listening. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 